0: Hey, friends. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. This is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD. And I am so grateful that you are joining us on our self-care journey. I want to ask you to remember to make sure that you subscribe so that you're always aware of a new conversation that drops, that you rate us because we want to know how we're doing. Give us five stars. And that you leave a review so that other people can know what we're talking about and know why they should join in on the conversation. Thank you so much for your help. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, friends. It is your girl, Kristen Denise, also known as KD. Either one works for me. I am who I am. Um, here with episode 11 of the Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. We're like a tween now. We're preteen. Um, super
1: excited that I get to continue to do this. It has become like a form of joy for me, Um, a serious form of joy and a form of self-care because it forces me to remember things that I sometimes forget in living daily life and to practice what I preach, right? It's no point in coming to telling y'all all this if I'm not going to do it myself. So I believe in making at least a little bit of sense. And so I want to say thank you to everyone that listens. You all are phenomenal. The audience size is growing. The number of downloads is still growing at a lovely pace. So thank you for uh, making a girl feel good about the work that she does. I'm proud of what I put out. I'm proud of getting it done. I wanted to have wanted to do this for a while. I am um, even more proud of the fact that there are people who find value in what I have to share. So thanks, guys um we are going to quickly get into today's episode into today's episode jump right in um so today's episode is called what to do when it's not the most wonderful time of the year so i'm recording this on november 2nd 2019 and this is holiday season, right? November 1st kind of like officially, unofficially kicks off holiday season. You got Thanksgiving at the end of this month. You got a couple more days. You roll into Christmas. It's family and dinners and parties and shopping and caroling and Christmas music and stuff, right? Random. I have wondered for some time now, like, why is there no Thanksgiving music? But whatever. Um, And throughout my childhood, throughout my life, like November 1st was kind of the date that everything started to shift in this holiday direction. But in 1995... Instead of being an indicator of the most wonderful time of the year, as it is for many people, November 1st started to um, lose some of its magic. So what happened in 1995? Well, in 1995, I lost my grandmother that summer. Um, That August 17th, we buried her right before I started high school. And Christmas just was not the same without Winona Hemingway. Um, and while, you know, I still got gifts, we still put up a tree, like we still did this stuff. It was hollow because it missed the spirit of my grandmother. Um, in particular for me, cause I grew up in the house with my grandmother. My mom was a teenage parent. We lived with my grandmother the entirety of my life until she passed away. So she was a big part of what made the holidays, the holidays, um, her cooking, her decorating the Christmas tree, her wrapping Christmas gifts. She was like an expert gift wrapper. She actually used to work in gift wrap at a local department store. So she would hand make some of the most beautiful bows. There are pictures of me trying to make the bows that she would make. I could do it a little bit, but I'm just not as good as my grandmother was. And so in losing my grandma, the holidays lost some of their joy. It, the, It wasn't a horrible time of year, but it certainly became a lot less wonderful um, for us, for all of us. For me, you know, I know my story best because it's my story, but it wasn't the same for my mom. It wasn't the same for my aunts and uncles. It wasn't the same without Winona. And so... You know, we moved through Christmas 95, Christmas 96, Christmas 97. We get to December of 1998. And on December 11th, my Aunt Mia, my mom's baby sister, um, was killed in a car accident on December 11th. And then we buried her a week later on December 18th. And after that, Christmas didn't really matter. Um, because whereas for other people, the holidays mark this beauty and this time of celebration and family, it's a constant reminder of what we lost, which was Mia, um, who was just a big part of my life, my childhood, our family. Um, She was my example of, like, the first community auntie. Mia never had kids, but kids loved Mia. Like, the neighborhood kids would knock on our door and ask if Mia was home or if Mia could play, basically. Mia's a full-grown adult. She don't want to play with y'all. Um, and I remember being kind of like annoyed, like I'm the kid in the house. Why wouldn't you ask for me? Cause I wasn't Mia. Mia loved video games. Um, she was just an all around amazing human being, amazing woman. And when we lost her, I lost Christmas, honestly. And we, it was just such a traumatizing moment for all of us. It was such an unexpected and hard loss. She was very young. She was 29 when she passed away. Um, like I remember my mom coming downstairs cause she had fallen asleep or whatever. And she had been functioning in a daze and like, like saying Merry Christmas and giving me a cart with money in it. It wasn't even Christmas yet, but she didn't realize that it wasn't Christmas day. Um, cause she was in her own world processing through her grief, um, dealing with the loss of her baby sister. It was hard. And that marked when Christmas lost all of its joy for me, really. Um, I think the next year I was a college student, I came home for Christmas. It still wasn't all that great. We used to go over, like, a relative's house and like, eat dinner or whatever. Then I kind of stopped going home for Christmas because Christmas wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and the holidays were just traumatizing. So I would have moments of trying to add, like, joy to my life on the holidays. But it was kind of, it wasn't kind of. It was hard to overcome the the hurt that the holidays automatically signaled for me. And November 1st was that date, that signaling date. So it used to be the day I would get the Christmas catalogs and draw circles around all the things I wanted, which was basically the entire catalog in my childhood. Um, Then became the marker for when my mood would do a nosedive and my seasonal depression would start. And over the years, I found ways to kind of manage through it. Some years I would try to celebrate. Some years I was totally like, who cares, whatever, whatever. Um, but then a couple of years ago, I realized that I could still find joy in a season that used to, you know, that switch from being completely joy filled to one of extreme pain. And I wrote about it cause I also recognize that I'm not the only one that, um, would suffer through the holidays. I'm not the only one that will experience seasons of depression during the holidays, Um, statistics show that suicide rates go up during the holidays because whereas for some people it's a time of fun and laughter and tradition, for many people it's a reminder of what they've lost, of what they don't have, and what sometimes they can feel like they may never have again. So, a couple years ago, I wrote a blog post to call uh, that was called "For When It's Not the Most Wonderful Time of the Year." And because we have entered into this holiday season, because my depression is definitely back, I was in therapy yesterday, and we were talking through it. Um, it's here; I feel it. <laughs> um, not as bad as it could be, Amen. But still present and something to process through and to learn to work with. I wanted to remind myself first and foremost, but to also share with others some things to do to help you make it through the holidays if the holidays are not an automatic season of joy and excitement for you. So, number one, know that it's okay to feel your feelings. Um, Think back to the episode, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. It is definitely okay to not be okay during the holidays. And I recognize a lot of people hide how they're feeling during the holidays if they're not matching the energy of those around them, if they're not like Christmas lights and Christmas music and Christmas trees and decorations and Thanksgiving dinner with family because they don't want to be seen as a Grinch. They keep that on the inside, which is unhealthy, or they deny themselves the right to be fully human and to fully express I'm just very honest with people. Hey, this is actually not the most wonderful time of year for me. This um, time of year reminds me of a lot of pain, a lot of loss. I don't hate it, and I want you to enjoy it, and I'm glad that you still find joy in it. But give grace because that's not everybody's story. So know that it's okay to feel how you feel. You don't have to pretend or hide because... um, somebody else may feel a different way. Like it's okay if you're down, if you're sad, if you're not excited, if you don't want to put up a tree, if you don't like holiday music, and you don't have to explain that to anyone. Experience your sadness, your anger, whatever you may be feeling, um, you have the right to feel it. My encouragement would be to let it come, to sit with it, to process through it and release it to leave. You don't have to sit in it for the entire two months of the holidays. You can usher it in and deal with it so that you can usher it out. Because even if you don't have joy, you do deserve peace. Um, Number two, reminder that therapy is your friend. During the holidays, I usually throw a couple extra therapy sessions on the books just in case because I know that it is a a season of depression for me and I might need a little extra help. Um, and so if I need the help, I want it to be readily available versus needing the help and not having it. If you don't go to therapy, now is a good time to start. When I started with my current therapist, my first appointment was November the 1st of 2017, because I knew I couldn't continue the way I'd been going and expect to be healthy when I make it out of the season. So number one, or number two, actually go to therapy. If this ain't your time, Process through it with someone who can help you get through it in a way that is safe and that is healthy because we want you here. We want you to know that you're loved. We want you to be well and we need you to do your part of the work to make sure that that is done. So that's number two. Number three, reminisce on the times that were good. My first 13 Christmases were amazing, right? I I, I actively remember Christmas from probably about age four to, you know, through the present. Those first couple years were phenomenal. I remember sitting in the living room and helping my grandma wrap gifts. I remember watching the gifts extend from the Christmas tree day by day to the point where darn near you couldn't walk in our living room because there were gifts everywhere. And counting the boxes with my name on it because that was always a dip. Like, oh, I got 10 gifts under the tree now. Like, I remember that. I remember my pictures with Santa Claus. Um, fun fact, I still sometimes now take pictures with Santa Claus, because it was just a reminder of a fun tradition. I look for a black Santa, though, and I live in Atlanta, so I can find one. Um, that's important to me. Um, and I even share them with my mom sometimes, right? Because it's okay to be a kid again, especially if... Your childhood is what holds the most positive memories for you. Or flip side, if you didn't get to do that as a child for financial reasons or because your situation wasn't the best and you always wanted to do it, there's no reason to not do it today just because you're an adult. Like, make the memories that are going to bring you joy. Life is hard enough on its own. You don't have to help it be harder for you because you feel like you can't do something because you're a grown-up now. So... You know, take your pictures with Santa if you want to take pictures with Santa. Um, I will probably take pictures with Santa this year. So, you know, remember those good times and those good traditions. And whatever ones you didn't have but you always wanted, make them up. Last year, uh, which was a particularly challenging year for me on one end, um, because my depression came early because I lost a relative in the fall and all of this other stuff, I actually held a Christmas party which is hilarious because Christmas is not my jam. Um, and what I did to decorate my tree, I asked people to bring an ornament because I didn't want just any ornaments on my tree. I wanted special ones. And my friends brought me some beautiful ornaments that reminded them of me um, and blessed my house that way. So it made me, whereas last year, it was a struggle to get that tree up. My God, today it was a struggle. This year, I'm excited to put it up because I get to bring back out uh, bring out all of the ornaments that other people sold into my life. And they are beautiful ornaments. And I get to do a version of that again. So I'm so excited about that. Because I built a new tradition that really blessed me. And helped me create a new positive memories. I did a cookie decorating party. So I baked sugar cookies and we got to decorate them. Because why not? And that's fun. And I built gingerbread houses with my students. Because all of those things were things I wanted to do and didn't always get to do or things that I did in childhood and then didn't do anymore, but evoke positive memories and add joy to my life. So why wouldn't I do that to myself, for myself? I deserve to be happy. You do too. Give back that's tip number four there is for me there is no better feeling than the feeling of investing in the life of someone else of sewing into the joy and beauty of someone else's story and one of the ways that I do that is by giving back. I'm very fortunate and while we didn't have a ton of money and my mom was far from wealthy every year she made sure that like Christmas went off. I got the clothes, I got the toys, I got books, which was probably my favorite Christmas gift. We had the good food, like we had a good time. That's why I had such positive memories around the holidays um, until we started losing those that we love. But she really, really made it work and I appreciate that. So I recognize that that was a part, a huge part of my story and it was a huge part of creating memories and and joy in in childhood that could carry me on those dark days. This is why I can now look back on these things and be like, I remember the year I got my kitchen set and it took up the whole living room, bomb.com. So I want to be a part of other people having those memories. Um, so I give all the time. I give food. I give clothes. I do angel tree. I participate in toy drives. I buy books, whatever I can to invest in another child. Having that type of experience, regardless of their parents, um, ability economically to give them those things is amazing. And I count it as a privilege and it, it does, it does infuse amazing joy into my heart. So give back. If this ain't your jam and you want to create a new story around it, use it as an opportunity to invest in and so on the lives of others. Even if you can't give money, give time. People always need volunteers and some volunteerism goes down because the people who might normally volunteer are focused on their own families and their own traditions. So it's a perfect opportunity for you to step in and be a part of somebody having a delightful moment in what could be a hard season. Final one, it should kind of be a given for me that you would know this would come up. But focus on self-care. Sometimes when we are not feeling good, we just stop taking care of ourselves if that's going to help us feel better. It's the exact opposite thing that you should do. If you are sad, if this is not your season, if you are feeling down for whatever the reason, um intentionally focus on infusing joy into your life. I want to say I shared on a previous episode how last year was one of my better years of dealing with depression during the holidays because I was very, very, very intentional about sowing joy into my life. Um, I did things that I knew would make me smile. I pushed through on those moments that were hard. i I almost canceled my Christmas party two hours before it started because I was struggling but I talked to a good friend and she was like, hey, you can get to this. You can get through the next two hours. Here are some things you can do to make it easier. We'll be there in a little bit. Girl, you got this. And I'm so glad I listened to her because that was one of the best nights of that season for me. Um, and it just made me so excited and so happy. And I have so many people in my home reminding me that I'm celebrated, that I'm loved, that they care about the work that I do, um, and that they they find me worthy of their time and their energy is a blessing. And I look back on it now as one of the best moments of a holiday season I have had in a very, very, very long time. And that's a part of self-care, right? So focus on your self-care. If it's therapy, baths, reading, whatever the things are that bring you joy, Um, coffee with friends. This is the perfect time for comfort food. So chili, you know, it's good for me. I've been eating a lot of soup because soup is comforting to me. I don't know, eh? soup. You know, I'll probably eat some soup this afternoon, a Chick-fil-A chicken tortilla soup. It's a blessing. Um, I use my crock pot like a nut during the season. So whatever you need to do to infuse that joy in your life, to focus on your self care, I'll start taking probably some hot baths during the season because that's soothing. I light a lot of candles, um, because the, the scents are just, you know, aromatherapy. You understand that. So Focus on self-care. What do you need to infuse into your life, into your day to help you be well? Because you deserve to be well. So these are my tips. I feel like I rambled through some of this, which I may have done. Again, eh, I'm not necessarily at 100%, but I'm excited and I'm happy. And I know that um, even though the depression is back, it doesn't have to take over my life. I have an example from last year, that the depression can be very much so present, but it doesn't have to win every moment of every day. Joy and sadness can sit together and my life can still be beautiful and the memories can still be made and can still be powerful. And the things that I use to help me get out of bed on the days when I don't want to. And if it's true for me, it's true for you too. So, that's all I got today, friends. About to jump into my Saturday and get in these streets and get some work done and have some fun. Going to see Harriet the movie later. Check it out. Um, Tell me what you think about it. Going to the movies with friends? Part of my self-care. So, on this self-care Saturday, what are you going to do to make sure that you are more than okay? Because, baby, you deserve.
0: Have a good one, friends. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. If you're ready to get started on your own self-care journey and you need some help, check out The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care Workbook. You can find it on Amazon.com, and we would love for you to have it to help you in your self-care journey. You can also join us on social media. We have a Facebook group, The Black Girl's Guide to Self-Care. On Twitter, you can find us at Black Girl Self-Care. And on Instagram, we are Black Girl Self-Care Revolution. So come on over and join us online. Keep the conversation going um, and stick with us in between episodes. Love you so much. Thank you for joining me today. And I just hope that you have an amazing rest of your day, month, week, year, that it is literally you living your best life. So till next time, be well.